season five, episode 12, but I have no idea how many episodes we've done. It's over, it's over that magic number of a hundred. I know that. That's all I can say. Starbucks. Oh, Starbucks is sponsor. One of the sponsors for our podcast today. Correct. Starbucks coffee. Yep. Okay. Also, they haven't given us anything. They haven't given us anything, but they are sponsoring. Well, FC gaming is one of our sponsors today. I got this shirt from them. Uh, So it's, what do they say at the end of those talk shows? Wardrobe provided by some mm-hmm. such and such. Shades wardrobe provided by FC Gaming today. Um, Clough's pen is provided by who? I can't read it. Pilot. 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 The, per- you, Pilot. the precise V5RT. It's an excellent pen. Uh, I need to stay hydrated. So mm-hmm. uh, Gatorade is also sponsoring this episode. And yeah, I gotta hydra- have my phone with me, so I yeah. Apple hydration. Apple. Yeah, hydration actually reminds me a lot of this Purell. Uh, oh, nice. Yeah, the Purell Advanced uh, with love it. with aloe and it uh, advanced spring breeze. Smells like a spring breeze in a drunken bar. There's so much alcohol in this. It's super sharp. Whoa. It burnt the back of my eyeballs. I just sanitized my retinas just by putting it that close to my face. Oh, dude. That's awesome. That is. Hey, by Almers, the glue that keeps people together. (laughs) Washable glue. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to just start throwing down. Decoded Elmers? VTech, baby. This phone is brought to you by VTech. Nice, VTech. It's a good phone, too. They are. They hurt you. They mine hurt my hurts my ears though. It's funny. The actual spot where my ear you're like like just searching for something else that this episode of Decoded Podcast is brought to you by Indigo <gasps> baby. Indigo kids, nice. go get your books. Get your books for Christmas. It's misspelled though. Christmas. That's bad punctuation. Well, they don't care. It's part of their shtick. They don't care about words. About Indigo Blue does Jays, not baby. care Come about on, words. Man. You got to get into the uh, Junior Jays club sponsored nice. Junior Jays. Nice. Didn't you age out? How are you a junior J? It's not like for thirteen-year-olds or something. Their their system's not very sophisticated. So every year I'm I just stay thirteen. Um, and then I've heard then, I've heard of that syndrome. How dare they, man, ever, child? They can't say anything because I'm an Arab, and we can grow beards at the age of twelve or thirteen. So when I walk in and I'm like, Here's oh, my, easy, my easy, card. easy. That no, is no, non. No, no, don't do me. Come that's on. non-Arab specific. That is non-Arab Sorry. specific. I'm I had a buddy speaking. Brent who we actually called Beard because in grade eight he actually had a beard, a full beard. So someone we were down we we're at the beach one time and somebody actually said your dad looks really young. <laughs> I turned it's in grade nine. I looked at him like, dude, you're like grade nine. You got a beard. They can't say anything. And I'm only nope. speaking for my own people, and this is the best. You don't put your name on the card either, kids. Okay? If they they force you at that moment, just sure. Right. I, but until I just screen capped. I just screen capped that barcode and number since <gasps> it's not. So I'm now officially a, oh, a no. junior Jays as well. I know, right? Except you're white, so you can't have a beard at 15. <laughs> I did not. I did not. But you can't because you're white. Man, Brent was white. I Brent still is white. I'm Are a you sure he's white? He is. Okay. He is. He was British. <laughs> he was British. He's not. He anymore. is British. He is. He is British. He is <laughs> That's British. awesome. British German. British German. I think. Oh, actually. nice, nice. Yeah, British German. Uh, dude, last night I made chicken shawarma at home. 
long time coming. Long, <laughs> long time coming. Well, no, only because of the way. I mean, there, there's, there's, there's the food, and then there's the story. So I'm hoping that because I know you've. I would love to hear it again because you had mentioned your like your path to actually making this at home is awesome. It's awesome. There's not much to say except for the fact. I've totally that loaded that up. All of our listeners are like, "Oh my gosh, we're going to get an origin story. Yeah. We're going to get an origin story for shawarma." No biggie, bro. I just uh, my wife has found at the grocery store a great shawarma marinade, mm -hmm. and I had some wicked uh, chicken breasts, and I was just like, it's hilarious too because both of my kids, because Fridays are usually uh, well couple of things number one friday my youngest usually has hockey so i don't know takeout and hockey sometimes don't always mix so no hockey yesterday and um no takeout because we had this these gorgeous chicken breasts sitting in the fridge waiting for me to cook so i say to both the boys we're having shawarma tonight and their mouths start watering and they're like plotting what they're going to get from the shawarma store. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm making it. They're like, what? <laughs> like totally disgusted, eh? What do you mean? I'm like, we've got the chicken breast. We've got the marinade. We've got the veggies. We've got the wraps. It's all good. My oldest goes, but I don't want chicken. I want beef. And I'm like, well, you're not getting beef tonight. You're getting chicken. And then I text my wife and I'm like, I'm making <laughs> Sorry. I had a moment. I just had a moment of flashing back to like your own mom. And, you know, the food and that moment where the kids go from what's from dinner and they try and pivot it and then the slippers flying at them from the mom, like, get out of the kitchen. Be happy that I'm making this for you, right? Like, I just, I, I almost feel like you were partially triggered in that direction. Like, you're you're making this thing. Your kids, kids say, that's cool, but can I have this version of it? You're like, get out of the kitchen. You'll eat what you get. You know, you're not completely off there, but um, yeah, this is this is my Polish experience as well, bro. This is my Polish experience as well. You got to keep if when you, you, I really have an affirmed sense of be happy you're being fed and being fed well. Like that's my that's my memory. And it was more of a wooden spoon. It wasn't a slipper. Oh. It was like this this old wooden spoon that could just never be cleaned properly. That was the 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 weapon of choice. 100%. And it would just be sometimes, sometimes it wouldn't even be brandished. I would just see the hand start to move like towards the, the drawer. I'm like, oh, damn. Bob's just going for the wooden spoon. Pavlov's dogs, right? Like, that's we what know. it was. We know. I'm running. I'm We've running. And as I'm running, I'm like, thank you. I'll be back. Thank you. Like, I'm just out of the room. <laughs> so, um, let's see if I can find it. Um, so I text my wife and I'm like, we're having shawarma tonight and I'm like, I'm cooking it. And then she says, <laughs> so I tell her this. Um, I say to her, where will I find the shawarma spice with the other spices? Cause I'm a dumb husband. She says, yes. I say, thanks. This is the, I'm quoting her here. I cannot believe you have the energy to cook on a Friday night. I want nothing to do with that, chids, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. So even my wife is like, you're nuts. What are you doing cooking on a Friday night? Anyway, long story short, um, I made it. Everybody liked it. This morning, um, this morning, I was chatting with Joe Marquez out in California. And I was talking about the chicken shawarma. So guess what I had for breakfast when I got home from my walk? 
Chicken shawarma, baby. Um, Ramona says on Twitter, she's with us. She's with me. Hockey and homemade shawarma, and she's laughing. She's laughing at we, us. We also got uh, Buenos Dias from uh, from Carlos Roque. I got nothing from Carlos. You know, I think it was just because I threw him the love first, and I'm hoping oh, he get, he he's getting responded. a whole – Okay. He, yeah. He just – it was – this this positive moment is sponsored by Carlos Roque. Carlos Roque, baby. Carlos Roque, baby. The other day Buenos, I was at Buenos oh, Dias. Now, can I just got to ask something though? Like uh, Carlos Roque um, is. I was trying to think. Like he, so he is. He's a elementary or secondary teacher. Elementary, I, I bro. Elementary. Yeah. Yeah. Elementary, so there's there's a lot of heat in elementary right now. There's a lot, dude. Of heat. It's all heat. It's, it's all, all heat. heat. Listen, I have to tell you, oh, temperature of one hundred two. This is where I was going to go with this. Um, I didn't even. I was so excited to get into today's cast. I didn't even have my paper and pencil, so I'm literally writing down season five, episode twelve. What did we miss? We talked about shawarma mm-hmm. and our sponsors. Our sponsors, yep. Okay. Something cool in the on ramp too. I should check Uh-oh. that. Should I, should I, let me check the uh, progress. No. Oh. Progress. We're not there yet, dude. Okay. It's like at seven percent. We won't say, but something's at seven percent. Well, hopefully within the hour it'll get to a hundred percent. Hard to tell. That that's a that's a big that's a big. This, if we can do th- what we're thinking about doing, it's gonna it's gonna revolutionize. It's gonna people recode. should be. It's gonna people... recode decoded. It's gonna be total recode, and the other it's it's like recoded. <laughs> that doesn't work but here's the thing too like <clears throat> people should start promoting this thing that we're talking about just with the blind intensity of of happy expectation all of our followers should know that this moment that is coming uh just rest assured i like saying that eh? rest assured this moment will be important to you yeah, drinking tea and watching clef sanitize sorry ramona just posted up some comments i think it's also important page. Yeah, it's important too, though. Come on, uh, happy followers. I'm not just sanitizing. I'm sanitizing with Purell, uh, Spring Breeze, and smelling like a 1990s uh, backwater dance bar from my university days. Nice. This this is the this is the you know this is this is the air, this is the toilet puck. That's what this oh. is. But it's the to- <laughs> it's the toilet oh. puck. Of hand sanitizers. That's what I'm tripping on. But it's pink and it's got little particles little in it, just like the toilet like puck. Right, yeah. right. Well, it's suspended. Suspend. I don't why would they have little beads in there? I don't know, dude. I just they have, they the serve some purpose, or maybe there was a bunch left over in the factory and they just put them in there. And I'm not Here's just thing, if but if we can product drop specifically, then all of our followers need to as well. So true. Ramona lesson learned. You make sure you're you're promoting Purell. We're actually looking to we're trying to crush the YouTube analytics here just so they come back and they say, you kept on saying these key terms. FC gaming, which might have something to do with what you're doing in the background over there. FC gaming sponsored my apparel for today. Thank Mm -hmm. you. FC gaming. And I'm not just consuming liquid. I'm consuming Gatorade zero because when I'm done drinking this, I want to be able to like jump out that window and run for 5k. That's what yep. Gatorade will do to you. Okay. I drink all that and I'm running to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> That's because you're an old man. Am I that right? is. 
Geezer Gaming, baby. Geezer Gaming. FC Geezer Gaming, baby. Uh, so Ramona, I'm sorry. I'm, I've now posted Ramona's. It's been sitting here for three minutes now. Yeah, yeah. Ramona's comment. Good morning. Drinking tea and watching Club Sanitize. Awesome. And then she says her mom used the wooden spoon threat with her too, but rarely followed through. We'd giggle and pretend to shake in fear. Wow. I wish my mom didn't follow through. My mom would hit us with that wooden spoon. And then I think it was misplaced or broken. No, sorry. Mm. She started with the hand. She started with the hand and then we would laugh at her and say, you have arthritis because of all the times you hit us. And then she'd go for the spoon. <laughs> um, okay. Ramona's doing it. She's product dropping twinnings, Earl Grey tea. So today as Ramona sits and wastes her time listening to us, she is drinking twinnings, Earl Grey tea. Thanks Ramona. Good stuff. So twinnings is good. I've had that before. So, Twinnings. It sounds like something to do with winning. I don't know. Yep. Okay. The other day, I'm at Carlos's school. I'm there to visit the student that I'm working with, and I'm walking down the hall. And Carlos is—I can hear him. He's doing his morning routine stuff. And uh, I walk past, and all I hear is "Chids, get in here!" So I turn around, and I'm like, "What's going on?" He invites me in. He says, "Good morning." Uh, next thing you know him and I are talking to the kids about uh, about esports mm -hmm. and I'm telling them how lucky they are to have a teacher like him who you know does that type of thing with them and and then I left his room but I could see that Carlos was ready for the break I'm just mm -hmm. I'm I'm totally it's my interpretation maybe Carlos is not ready for the break I don't know but it was my I gathered from what I was seeing in the room and talking to Carlos, it was time for him to have a break. So, hey, welcome to the break, Carlos. And Carlos is really awake by responding to you. It's weird. I thought he'd be sleeping in today. Yeah, it's um, remarkable, I guess, that uh, uh, I think you said it best, though, when we were just chatting quick this morning that the body still wants to wake up, eh? Yeah, like I'm I'm not happy that I woke up so early today. I'm not the happy. Body at all. Is, the body is still waking up. And um I think I mentioned this last week, maybe it was last week on the pod, mentioning how not only did I have a wake up this past week, but I oh no, this was this was this was last Saturday. <clears throat> and I think it came up in the pod, but this is the power of the wake up. Um like I woke up and part of my patterning first thing in the morning when I wake up, because I'm a morning prep person, like I don't do my prep at night. So I'm always working in advance in the morning. I'm usually a day ahead in the morning as opposed to doing it before I go to bed. So um, I woke up last Saturday and my first thought was lesson design. It's usually oh. a close, close second to coffee, but that's, that's my routine during the week. That's, that's actually every day I wake up, my first thought is how, how quickly can I get that first coffee? Like sometimes I even go to sleep thinking about my first coffee. Yeah. By the way, my coffee this morning is, um, it, the mug is brought to you by Starbucks, but the coffee is brought to you by uh, Second Cup and the brewer's Keurig. So it's a curious kind of uh, conflation of uh multi-marketed um sponsorship 
amazing. Now, but, while, oh. sorry, just not, no, I, sorry, I crashed, I crashed you that just, but, but I woke up last Saturday thinking about lesson design. So it wasn't, and that was a little unnerving because generally speaking on the weekends, my unconscious mind doesn't, doesn't do that to me on Saturday and Sunday. Like it doesn't trigger towards lesson design on Saturday and Sunday. It, it triggers towards, um, generally going out for a walk, like just getting out and moving a little bit, or like this morning, just going and doing like some meditation stuff and thinking like, that's what my first thoughts are on Saturday and Sunday. And it's just so ingrained in the routine that that switch flips on the weekend. Um, I'm still up early, but I wake up with a different purpose right away. And I think it's just because of repetition that I've, I've made that happen. So when you mentioned this morning about waking up and, you know, kind of feeling maybe that was the routine from the week, just kind of getting you up and moving. Um, I'm imagining that a lot of our uh, Aunt Ed brothers and sisters this morning are in the w WTF moment. They kind of went to the went to bed last night thinking, yeah, even if everyone's got stuff to do, I got that. But I'm 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 kind of thinking everybody had a small moment of like just kind of breathe it out. And then they're frigging up at 5 a.m. this morning. Now I know for me, my brain doesn't go back to that deep REM sleep cycle after that. My brain starts to grab reality and it doesn't let go. It doesn't hang on to the sleepy comfort of that warmth, warm and cozy moment just before opening your eyeballs. I can literally feel my, my consciousness ripping my body out of that cocoon of sleepiness. Like I can feel it. And it's just like, it's a one-way train. I'm up and I go mechanical so not being ever asleep in person when my eyes open i go i i hope nobody had that happen today to them but you're an example of somebody that did so i'm very sorry for you but i'm feeling good about my uh my reflective practice it's brought to you by starbucks and uh second cup and keurig thank you very much for sharing mm -hmm. when i woke up this morning my brain was trying to trick me knowing it was the break <laughs> it was already listing the um, amazing things I can get done over the next two weeks. <clears throat> then I told my brain to take a hike. That, uh, <laughs> that, that list is simply a list. Um, I might try to pick one or two things off of it to do. And then other than that, I'm not doing anything except playing Fortnite, um, podcasting, if you're free. I mean, it kind of sucks that next Saturday, it's Christmas. So... I mean, I'd still like to cast like, no, I'm down. I'd still like to cast. I think we, I could carve out an hour in the morning where I know what it's going to look like. We're going to wake up early because the kids are going to be itching to get down there under the tree. And then what happens is uh, we rip everything apart. We cook breakfast, we eat, and then everybody goes to their own corner kind of thing to just chill. So yep. I don't know. I'd like to cast if it's possible. That'd be awesome. A Christmas cast, but we'll see. Ramona says one time, Ramona's going, uh, we're taking Ramona back to the wooden spoon. <laughs> what, right? Because it's like, it oh. were not only decoded, this whole thing's messed up, but um, one time her mom followed through by hitting her with the spoon. It was a really old wooden spoon and she broke it on Ramona. Ramona's never let her mom live that one down. Laughed so hard. Good one, Ramona. Isn't it awesome that the three of us have 
have these wonderful memories of our mothers chasing us around, hitting us with a wooden spoon. This is grandma. Mine's grandma. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Mine's my, my bio mom. Yeah. She would run around trying to hit me with a spoon. I will say this This is also, <laughs> yeah, it's funny. It's how we sort of um, uh, make tra traumatic moments into comedy. There's also a, a memory that I have of uh, playing out in the backyard. I think I mentioned to you back in the day how my grandfather used to make his own hooch on the side patio. He would just have these big blue barrels of raspberries, raspberries piled up in this large, it was probably like an oil container, but he somehow got it from somewhere and he just left it in the sun and made his raspberry brandy out of it. Mm. Did I ever tell you that story? No, but it sounds okay. quite interesting. It's, yeah. So did I ever tell you the story about, you know, I'm like three or four years old and I got drunk on that and I had to be taken to emergency. What? Okay, so that's another Christmas story. So I know I know where I got to go next. But the actual story I want to tell is about my grandmother where I was spending time with her in the summer. And on that side patio, I was always fascinated by the blue barrels. And I would always I'd smell them like, it's, like it smelled fruity, right? Like raspberries. My grandfather would pick these things from the backyard and just leave it out there to ferment in the sun. Like I, I don't think this is the proper way to make wine, but it was, it, it's, it was his Polish way. To make brandy um so uh yeah and the science is lost on me i just know that he made it um so i'd play out on that side patio because that's also there was like a lot of bugs like they, of course there's a lot of bugs i mean it's it bugs and wasps flying around this thing so i'd be out there playing and i fell on the concrete smashed my my face and started to get like i didn't break my nose but it was all swollen so i think in the same toolkit that you keep the uh the, the the beating spoon <laughs> the, the, the so these are repurposed kitchen items like life skills repurchased uh, repurposed kitchen items there was also the healing knife mm -hmm. and the healing knife which i didn't have any concept of the healing knife would be would be put into the freezer and then applied flatwise as like a cold compress against uh bruises or things that are swelling now, I didn't see any of the fact, like I found it afterwards, that this knife, you know, it's the, it was the, it was in this particular moment from my background, it was our Polish equivalent of putting the, the ice cold bag of peas or the steak mm. on the, on the bruised eye. Mm. But this was a great big kind of butcher's knife. So I'm, I'm still suffering from smashing my face on the ground. And my grandmother, my babcha, walks up with this knife in her hand. And she's putting it towards my face. So I'm like screaming, like, Bob, don't cut my nose off. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I'm good. I'm good. Right. So, yeah, that's a memory. That's a memory. And so I think like that, that, you know, the repurposed kitchen tools <laughs> kind of a, a moment, uh, imagining that a lot of people kind of, there's also, it's not just kitchen tools. I mean, there was also the, um, the stop swearing bar of soap. So again, um, I think it, it was just another compartment in that uh, parenting toolkit. Um, yeah, the, the 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 soap snack bar that you just like stop with the swear words, Chris. So getting hit with a spoon, my nose cut off, and a bar of ivory soap shoved in my face. That's what that's what made me the man I am today. Thank you. Um, Have you ever thought about writing all this down and contacting Codebreaker? Maybe they'll publish your book. Or the the pirates, who are the pirates? What are they called? T uh, Tlap. Tlap, yeah. Sounds like a good. Sounds like you go down that road. Mm hmm. I'd stick with Code Breaker because it's Canadian. 
I get it. You know, I'll put some notes down. I'm gonna. Okay. I'll put some notes down. I got some ideas for a title. Kuros also has a uh, uh, a publishing arm to his shenanigans. I'm gonna mm-hmm. call them shenanigans. Makes me happy. I like that word. Just that like uh, <laughs> cold, cold Seder. Well, well, I no. <laughs> yeah, you you last week talked about copacetic, and then me doing the etymology search of that word and finding a potential origin, a Hebrew word which might be called besetter. Yeah, which meant what? What did it mean? Um, all everything good. in balance. Everything, yeah, everything all good. Everything yeah. okay. Yeah, copacetic. Copacetic. Where have we arrived? Where have we arrived? Yeah, where are we with the percentage, Christopher? Oh, so the percentage right now, the percentage right now is at 56%. Oh, my God. What's going on over there? Lots of updates. But See, but you... now, okay, so 935, I know you know what's going on. You know what's going on. 935, the house is waking up, right? Oh, so, so the streaming is going hard over there. Yeah, the the the... The fire hose is now being diverted. So I was getting full when you and I this morning were texting back and forth. That was full, full on fire hose. Quick sends. So okay, I wanted to go to. Can we talk about? Can we talk about me playing Fortnite with your son and how funny yes. that situation was to me at least yep. for now? Okay. Yep. Ramona, you're gonna like this. We also have another listener. It might be Carlos. Uh, but I don't know because Carlos, Carlos likes to tease me. He likes to talk about podcast episodes after they've happened, and I have no clue what he's talking about. Because here we're just living our lives, right? It's no mm-hmm. nobody's indexing what we're talking about. There's no transcription service. It's WYSIWYG. What you see is what you get. So, have you ever heard that? <laughs> at before, first, WYSIWYG? I did, but at first I oh. thought you're making up another old timey word, and no, I was no, like, no, was no. <laughs> that's a coding term, right? Yeah. So the other day. <laughs> the other day, uh, I get on the computer and I just want to play some Fortnite. I just want to play some video games. So I go into my Fortnite and uh, I'm getting ready to play. And, and I hear your son. And he's like, hey, dude, how are you? He didn't call me dude, but, you know, he's like, hey, how are you? I'm like, I'm good. I'm good. Um, so this is on the chat. This is on the chat. No, this it, is I, like, no, not the chat. Not I the chat. This it. is because we're because we're connected via like party. Like we are. There's the permissions there. Like I, that's the same we're thing. We're friends like, on. Yeah, Fortnite. yeah, we're friends. Yeah. Friends so when I Fortnite. log in, I can see who else is logged in, and I can communicate with them. They can communicate with me. So uh, I see your handle, and I'm like, okay, somebody at Clough's house is logged in, and it's your son. And um, because some, I'm not sure. Sometimes I, I guess 98 percent of the time, unscheduled, it is your kids. When you and I mm-hmm. schedule it, whatever, right? But anyway, so. Your son starts talking to me, and this is everything here is normal. Like you know that he talks to me, and I tell you that I'm talking to him. It's like all it's just what it is. So I'm like, you want to play around? I'm here for a round. You want to play around? He's like, yeah, yeah, let's play. So I then I pick up my phone and I text you. I'm like, Cluff, I'm playing Fortnite with your kid, and then I start questioning your son. He doesn't. I don't think he knows what I'm doing. He just thinks I'm being friendly. But I'm like. Hey, where's your dad? <laughs> He's like, oh, my parents are out. <laughs> They're running errands. To which the next logical question is, are you supposed to be playing Fortnite? <laughs> and so I'm texting you and you're writing back. You're like, oh, yeah, it's fine. He's whatever. We're out doing whatever. And uh, 
And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I can play Fortnite. I'm like, and then you you texted me and you asked me to ask him about his chores. So I'm like, are all your chores done? And he's like, yeah, everything's good. I'm like, and I said that, I said that the ultimate dad thing, are you sure? Like if everything you just told me is not accurate, now is the time. Like I'm giving you opportunities to say, <laughs> I'm going to log out. I should go and do whatever. So I'm providing opportunity after opportunity. And he's not, I don't believe he's getting what I'm putting down. He's like, let's go. The map's open. Like, and he's telling me, and your kid. So if I could try to paint a picture of Chris's son, he is the nicest kid I've met in a long time. Like there's something about him that's just, he's jovial. Mm -hmm. He's just, he's just living. He's like, he's living in the present moment all the time. Lots of joy there. Lots of joy. So he's not getting what I'm putting down. Like I, I, I'm thinking, do I just tell him, Hey, listen, I just texted your dad. If you don't have your stuff done, you're probably going to pay for it. Like I'm not going there. Right. And he's like, come over here. We can get you the new Spider-Man stuff. And I'm like, so we're playing. Okay. Now this is where it gets, this is fun. The funny part for me. So we're playing a game where you have to try to last until the end, which means you have to eliminate other players. So we're in this area and he's trying to show me these things and get like, and every time he gets a new weapon, he's like, here, take it, you use it. And I'm like, dude, aren't you? He's like, no, just take it. Like he's always very giving and everything. So then like, I don't know, three or four people roll up on me and they're like trying to take me out. And I'm sitting over here trying to survive. And he's his jovial self. He's like, hold on, I'll come help. He steps in and demolishes these three characters, three or four characters. And then he throws me some like health. He's like, here, fix yourself. Some minis. Yeah. He's always throwing down minis. So, and you have to remember, I guess people aren't going to really understand because they would need to hear your son talk. If they heard him talk, he just comes over. He annihilates like, like a veteran of this game. He annihilates three characters without even blinking an eye and says, here, take this, fix yourself. I'm like, how did you just do that? You literally came out of nowhere, took out three players, give me some health, and then go back to doing what it is that you were doing. This is the type of kid he is. And I love playing with him because he's fierce. He will not talk fierce. He plays fierce, but he talks as though, hey, you want some candy? I got some candy here. Have some candy, Roland. So anyway, we play the round, and he's, like, itching. I'm like, I got to go, dude. Like, a middle-aged guy i got things to do around the house i just wanted to get a fix um i got my fix and i think we made it second we came in second we almost won the whole game and he didn't even he's just being himself you know mm-hmm. when you and i play i kind of get intense right like i'm like yeah we do we i i'm not gonna speak for you but i'm like in it to win it and he's not like that so 70 percent, 70 percent. thank you apple for supplying this phone so I could text Chris. So I, Chris, you were out with your wife living your life and I'm playing Fortnite with your kid and I'm like giving him every opportunity to leave the game, to go do whatever it is that you've probably asked him to do, which I believe he's done, but you know, kids, sometimes they, they don't get to it right away or they tell you it's done because they're going to do it, but they haven't done it. Yep. And you no, that was a good parenting. I laugh. I don't yeah. consider it that, but you're like, hey, thanks for parenting my kid. You know what it also like, is? And this is something, it's funny. It, it, so I think what this brings to mind also is the idea of um, intergenerational friendships. So it, like 
there are people in my world where I, where I can see when my kids talk about these adults, they don't see them. The, the fact that they're an adult is just one of their intersections. They also think of them as friends. Sometimes they think of them as, you know, kind of family. They see them for who they are. Like they, they can identify um, some of their habits or their traits or their, their sort of like their, their uh, character qualities. Uh, it's, it's the fact that you play, the fact that you play, um, the fact that you play Fortnite, you know, with my kids is not a, there's nothing um, out of the ordinary about that. It's, it's something that is an extension of yours and my relationship, but it also brings to mind just kind of like the importance and the value of having that net of individuals that are involved with your family. And, you know, you've got a chance to meet them. Like they've talked with you. They've, they've talked with you. They've talked about you. Um, kind of like remembering the moments. Remember when Roland was standing in the backyard? Like they, they'll do that too, right? So that, I mean, it shows just that that development of the relationship. And it's, it's if I, I'm going to swing it into school style, it's a funny... There's a, there's a really nice conversation in there about... And I would say it's nice and also really un, untapped conversation about what it means to transition into that space with your students. Like there's a lot of kind of baggage that comes into play when we talk about befriending our students. There's a lot. And it's a hard conversation to have. Um, I can remember way back in the day, um, I've mentioned this dude before and big hat tip to him, a guy that's a... a a mentor of mine, his name's Andy McClure, and he was the head of art at, uh, well, this school again, which seems to be my my Saturday, um, my Saturday sweatshirt, this Williams. So that was where I was for the first 11 years of my career. So Andy's the type of person, Andy, it's funny, I'd say Andy in some ways is like a grown-up version of Jake. Like there's similar, there's crossover there. So imagine an adult that has that same sort of giving nature. The guy is a easily a philosopher he's a he's a spiritualist he's an artist um a really cool individual to learn from and at one of the heads meetings he said we were talking about we were talking about the school climate data that all the heads were having a look at and somewhere in the conversation i don't remember the transition he mentioned why is it that we have such difficulty telling our students we love them and he introduced this really like kind of bug bomb moment because everyone in the room is just like, um, like it got itchy sweater fast, right? But he kind of landed in a space that even if you don't want to have that type of relationship with your students, he reminded us that it would be good to have the fluency to be able to talk about that. So you can choose not to sort of like engage in that type of relationship. But the other part to it, I think, was he said, but if we did choose, What's our path to talking about those relationships? And I think in some ways he was talking about what you just mentioned that I said to you, the co-parenting, but I think it's also a way to, there's an access point there to talk about our relationships with our students in a different way, which is always good. Um, and I think it also allows the expression to sort of explore the expression of our actual emotional connection with the humans around us in the school, which sometimes can be um, without choice stifled. 
like to actually feel positive, um, kind of positively effective and close relations with people around you, I think you need to be able to explore that emotional side. You have to be able to explore elements of that intimacy. You, we have to be able to put language to the fact that we spend, you know, 75% of our day with strangers, that we are we intentionally keeping them strange to us just for professional ends. So I think he was, the itchy sweater he put in there is because they're really, everyone just like didn't, he easily did it and kind of like, okay, I'm ready and I'm open to talk about this. But he was the one in the million person that was already exploring these connections. He was he was the person that already had connections with former students on Facebook. He was the one that had already attended students' weddings. He was the one that would um, have students over to his house for weekend events. Like he was that type of a teacher. He was in some ways also, and at the same time, he was also the type of teacher that we were warned as professionals not to become. And so in a, in a long way around here, what I love is cracking open this whole conversation about intergenerational friendships. Um, I deeply appreciate the fact that as a, as a, as a dad who, who I respect that you can have that sort of connection with my son, because it's important for him to see other men and other people that identify as men and other kind of markers in the world. It's important for him to see other adults that love to game. It's important for him to feel that other adults and value his contributions. Like this is all such great growth stuff. And I would say that's also something that doesn't happen all the time. Like you are the dude that I, that in another circumstance, I'm warning my child not to hang out with. And just to sort of be in that space and play with the dissonance is really, really important because um, I'm always trying to build in my kids both the, if you don't like what's going on, leave. If the person actually reaches out in, in a certain way, you know where to bite them, kick them, scratch them. And if you need help, you know who to go ask for. But I never want them to sort of out of hand decide that they shouldn't approach someone. So it's working in that gray zone between the two so that they can make good choices. Um, and I really, I have no doubt, I have no doubt that um, Jake Jake would pursue you to play because that is in his character. Like he, he pursues people that make him sort of feel good and people that, people that he knows uh, Karen and I have made a connection with. Like he does see that. He, he recognizes that the people that we include in our world are also people that are included in their world. That's also an interesting kind of dynamic in our family that for the most part, anyone that's ever come into our house has started a relationship with our children in some way. It was never sort of like we send the kids just to the basement without interacting in some way. They get a piece. So I deeply appreciate it. I deeply appreciate it. Well, I'm glad like it's, you know, I don't, there's layers there for me too. The one layer is that uh, I it is it is a new realm for me. Like mm. with the whole online thing, and uh, I have friends in my Fortnite list that are kids of my friends. And so what happens is, um, whenever they do try to play, when I'm on, I always this is just a rolling thing. I always say, do your parents know? that you're like, we're playing right now. And they're mm -hmm. like, well, why? I'm like, just tell your dad that I'm on with you and we're playing. Or, you know, I don't do that with Jake. I just text you. 
I'm just like, hey, Clef, I'm playing with your kid, just so you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I think it's, I don't know, I feel like it's a responsible thing to do on my end. I'm not sure why. Maybe because it is, in my head, kind of weird that uh, a middle-aged guy is playing video games with uh, a kid. Now, having said that, um, uh, the people who are friends with me on, like, Fortnite, they're, if they're kids, their parents know. And their parents are usually sitting in the room like, hey, tell your dad I say what's up. And I can uh-huh. hear the dad laughing like, oh, Roland's on or whatever. And then, so there's that, number one. Number two, I try not to play with them. If I, they're just, they think it's cool that, hey, oh, you're on Fortnite, I'm going to connect with you. Yeah. Um, had to let people go. Like, I remember one time you and I were playing and a, a, my buddy's kid jumped in. Do you remember yeah. that? He's like, yeah. oh, my cousin's here too. And and you and I were like, yeah, this is not, we're not doing this. And um, it was funny because he says to his cousin, oh, this is my, this is Roland. He's, uh, just watch what you say because he's a 40-year-old man. He's my dad. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, yeah. we're not, we're not, I'm not doing this, right? But I didn't have the heart to tell the kid, hey, I'm not playing with you because I don't know what you're doing. I don't know your cousin. And I'm a 40-year-old man and I'm not interested in going down that road of people asking yeah. questions or whatever. I didn't want to say that, so I just defriended him, which then he took offense to because he's a kid. But I told his dad, I said, hey, listen, I'm happy to let him back in. But when he, you know, like if I'm playing with my 50-year-old buddy, we're not interested in playing with 12-year-olds. Like it's just not what we're doing. So, but the funny thing is, is that, okay, like yesterday I was itching to play with someone. So I just opened up, like I opened it up and I ended up having a partner. I don't, it sounded like he, he sounded like a he, sounded like he was speaking Spanish and it didn't sound like a kid. So long story short, I muted my mic. So we were not talking to each other. He was talking, he was talking. I don't know who he was talking to, but at one point, you're going to love this. At one point, um, I get shot badly and I'm down. So <laughs> I turned on my mic and I'm like, help, help, help. And then turned my mic off. And then this other person mocked me. They mocked me. They were like, help, help, help. And they came and they helped me. And then as soon as that game was over, I def- like I left. I didn't want to play with them anymore. But it was just funny because I was like, help, I'm dying over here. And anyway, it was just funny. Um that was my Fortnite story. Okay. So Clough, we're gonna try something, eh? So I'm gonna add I'm gonna add Clough's screen to the to the two of us right now. Now now okay. Sorry, you were gonna say something? I was gonna say, you know, um I have to I've tried mine, my right? I've tried my best. I've tried my best with my Fortnite avatar to be as honest and respectful of um and authentic of how i see myself so um <laughs> you do please have no judgment you do have no tattoos. judgment yeah no judgment i know i know um what's with the cool hair what's with the hair <laughs> that cool hair <laughs> i don't in, know in your avatar this is this is this is my kids doing i do not i do not do any of the buying i do not do any of the shaping i don't do any of the character building so um, before we go down this road, yeah, I want to share. I want to share. Ramona was saying that she's still circling around product placement 
with respect to her podcast, but she thinks she's going to start dropping the pride of Gimli Manitoba in her podcast and see if some of those purple felt bags slash gift packs show up on her doorstep. Mm-hmm. So she also says she's never played, but she likes your avatar. Yep. So just for a point of clarification, the pride of Manitoba, Gimli Manitoba are actually, um, they're adult underpants. So I do hope, Ramona, that some of those will be delivered to your front door. I think those are excellent products. I wear them all the time. Yeah, the pride of Gimli Manitoba are actually adult underpants. They're uh, sometimes called uh, adult diapers. So I, I, I like wearing those. I kind of didn't. <laughs> want, I didn't want to go there, but you guys went there, and that's up to you. That's fine. Um, I do go there sometimes when I'm doing marathon gaming. I appreciate the fact that I'm wearing adult diapers. Oh, geez, Clough. See, that's a bit much for me right now. But anyway, okay. Um, so is oh, Ramona thinks you're fine. <laughs> don't, don't we all, Ramona? Don't we all? Hey, when we were playing the other day, your wife was in the room, and I mm-hmm. think she was probably giving you side eye, right, here and there. Yeah, not at not at the gaming. She gets it. She, <laughs> at other she, things. she yeah, she she's fi- she's fine. She's fine with the gaming. Um, primarily the gaming. Like right now, this is running off of the desktop, right? Um, the, the, um, mo- for the most part, the gaming though is done on, uh, the gaming is done on upstairs on the Xbox. So often time is being like taken up upstairs. Mm-hmm. So, um, we kind of, we, we do our best to coordinate and make sure that everybody, you know, can have a little bit of gaming time. There's limits on that. Our Xbox as well upstairs also has like all of our streaming things on it. So, you know, like the Netflix runs off of the Xbox. So that's just a, just a thing. So her being in the room, often she's taking care of a little bit of schoolwork or she's uh, reading or something, but it's, she, she, I think she kind of appreciates the game and she sort of is, you know, interested in the storylines and such. And, but she's never really, she's never gone the route of, um, never gone the route of, of wanting to play. Mm. So that's okay though. It reminds me of back in the day, uh, I'd go visit my cousins who were all older than me and, uh, they would play super Mario. Remember super Mario brothers on Nintendo. I do. And uh, one day my aunt came into the room to give us heck for something we were doing. And she looked at the game. She's like, this looks interesting. And mm-hmm. and uh, my cousin was like, here, mom, play. And it was hilarious watching her try to play. Every time she'd jump, she'd do one of these. She'd like lift her. Yes. Up to try to get the character. Like it was interesting. Um, so when you talk about Karen, maybe one day, I don't know, grabbing a controller and trying it. I unfortunately, sadly... I stereotype Karen as one that would do something like that. As she's in, in, in some games, but the other thing is she's a, her, I mean, for her, it is Mario Kart. So we in the okay. house, that that is on our, our list. Uh, generally on holidays, we'll do a Mario Kart tournament. So that is something and we'll bring, my kids do have a Switch. It's in, it's, we have a, like an older kind of TV in the basement. So they have the Switch set up down there. So we'll bring it upstairs and, Put it on the sort of the family TV mm-hmm. and have a 
a tournament there and she does enjoy Mario Kart. She's that that's her jam. That's the one that that's the one that she's always enjoyed playing. Um, but you, what you mentioned though, as far as lifting the hands, mm-hmm. I have a vivid memory of my father the first time he played video games, and it, and it was on my Vic Twenty. Oh wow! And it was Vic it 20. was a, yeah, a game called. Uh, well, one of them was Cosmic Cruncher, and Cosmic Cruncher for any of the old school gamers out there, you'll remember it was a Vic Twenty game that basically was a ripoff of Pac Man, and your 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 thing your your pac-man was the commodore c so the c for the commodore product line was like so it was a rip off of that but my father when he played he would hold it was a like a, a joystick that i had a, a wiko i think it was wiko joystick and the wiko joystick i think they still they made it wiko wiko they were red and black and steel colored so that was kind of like their color line and i had one that looked like a so it was a big sort of rectangular rectangular base about that thick of course the cable came off and connected Mm. in there was one button one thumb button just on the top of the base so imagine a big atari thing and then a steel i had they had two different styles they had one that was like uh i don't know it was like just full plastic joystick and then they had another one that had the steel shaft and then a ball on top type of joystick more like the arcade joystick Mm -hmm. either way both of them had a uh, a button on top of it as well so you could hold the top and like press that and it was only the like it wasn't like this was button one and the base was button two they were both button one so you could actually be mashing both of them and it did the same thing there was no so my father's playing cosmic cruncher and he's looking at the screen and watching it and then he'd get to the end and cosmic cruncher had this behavior that um was kind of strange to him and maybe pac-man does this too when you came to an elbow it would just stop Maybe Pac-Man does that too. I don't remember. But some versions of Pac-Man, you come to an elbow and it automatically turns the corner. Like it just goes around. So it would just stop. And then you had to actually pull the joystick down to make it to the corner. But in order for him to make it go down, he had to look at the joystick and see that he was making the joystick go down. Then he'd look back up at the screen. So the equivalent would have been driving a car and staring at the steering wheel and the pedals to make sure that you're actually doing the thing that would make the car turn. So like driving a car you do that you know in video games you look up and you're like something got you because in the moment you looked away from the screen to look down to see how to turn to look up to see if you turned one of the bad guys got you so it's funny when you talk about that learning curve and he's like ah this isn't for me and he walked away (laughs) that was his that was my only experience of video gaming with my father and as you say that, I, I think to myself, did my father ever play video games with me? And I don't think he ever did. I think mm. he'd see me playing, but um, he never played with me. Or he what were you tried. playing at home? On what system? I was playing, um, it was, I believe, I want to say Sega Genesis. Yep. Um, or one of, one of the Nintendos. And I remember this clearly. Um, I was in the basement. There was a TV in the basement. And at this particular time in my life, in this the house that we were living in, my father was finishing the basement and somebody else was helping him. And I was off in this corner of the basement where the TV was and I was playing Madden football. Mm. So yeah, it was a Sega Genesis or one of the Nintendos. And um, I'm playing and uh, my dad comes around the corner and he's like, like he's he's 
got paint on him and he's got like um, uh, the drywall paste on him. And he's kind of looking at me like, what are you doing? Like with a, like an, in an unsatisfied way. And I'm like, I'm playing video games. He's like, okay. And then he just goes back into the, the other room where he was putting up a wall or something with some guy. <laughs> yep. um, other than that though, he'd never really saw me never really saw me playing video games that I can I can remember because he why would he spend any time in the basement type of thing that's yeah. where we went to play games or whatever um yeah you got me thinking though um I know Sarah will walk in in and out of the room while we're playing uh like downstairs on the PS4 and she just kind of shakes her head and moves on and I know well the she took a picture one day when Ben was right behind me here when the basement was the basement floor was being redone. Ben was right behind me with his station, set up his Xbox. And uh, in one day, and both of us are like sitting back in our gaming chairs and we're playing our games. And it was an awesome picture. I don't know where it went, but it was a great picture of the the two guys in the house just playing. And, and Will, so to my left, there's a television on the wall. And um, there's an Xbox here too, an old Xbox. So there have been times where the three straight up, like the old old Xbox or 360. I think it's a 360. I think Ben, my elder, older son, has the Xbox One. This is a 360. Does that make sense? 360. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No. So no. Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, Xbox One is the current 360, right. and then you have Xbox. Oh, so. There's an Xbox here with a bunch of games, mostly sports. And then behind me, where the window is, was Ben. And the three of us would be in this room playing games. Ben's losing his mind on his mic with whoever he's playing with. I've got my headset on to listen. I'm not really playing with anybody. And Will's got his headphones on listening to music or something while he plays football. <laughs> it's just funny. Um, but it's also good times. Like you got to find, you got to find what people are interested in and, and do it. And we all, you know, I, I have to say, I'm pretty proud of my 15 year old. He, he is finding balance in his gaming, which is good. He's finding balance. He's finding times of doing other things, not just spending all his time playing video games. He went through a, a stretch a couple of weeks ago where he was rarely on his Xbox, which caused my wife and I some concern. You know, we're like, what's going on? How come you're not on the Xbox? Like, mm -hmm. are there social issues? What's happening? And he just say, well, I don't feel like playing a certain game or I need a break from certain people. And we're like, okay. That's um, a healthy response. I think so. I think we need to always dig deep with him to find out what's going on because it could be, there could be something bad happening that we need to address that mm -hmm. he doesn't want to address. That's tough with a 15-year-old. Um, funny, but giving you access to it. Like, it's funny how those... I'm imagining those teasers as they come down the down the pipe for me and the fam and just trying to pay attention to those moments where you're giving... You're, you're being given a glimpse. Not, not necessarily access, but you're being given a glimpse. But even the glimpse is an invite if you play it the right way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Exactly. A glimpse. Um Yeah, it's good. It's it can be good times, right? When things are rolling and there's balance, and there are other things happening. Like, you know, he plays hockey. He's hopefully going to be skiing soon. 
there's balance. We and we sometimes he doesn't want to he doesn't like the balance, right? But I tell him, no, you need it. Everybody needs balance. That's that's my kind of philosophy. Everybody needs balance. So today, when I get off with you, I'm probably going to spend some time in front of the television watching TV shows that I've been meaning to watch for a long time. I'm going to totally move into a vegetative state for a little bit and enjoy that because I have the time to do it now. Um, but if I were to be doing that every day all the time, it would be bad for me. And he's kids like to just inhale everything at once you know mm -hmm. like moderation is doesn't work for everybody gary it doesn't work for gary v you know gary vaynerchuk who is a popular youtuber businessman he uh he's been attacked by his followers for not being balanced and his response is balance doesn't work for me i need to this is this is how i live my life it's my life to live i'm unbalanced and his argument is some people are like that. Some people don't want or need balance. They need to go 110% at one thing, 98% of their time to find success and to feel good. I, I don't particularly like that, but I do know, I need to say this. It's important. It's important. Sometimes you're going to have moments where you have to, you have to go unbalanced in order to find a fluency and a capacity to to then achieve balance again like i don't believe balance in certain circumstances will bring you closer to a goal of whatever it is you're trying to learn or do i think you have to be unbalanced sometimes because you have to put time in to become better at something whatever that something is that's just me though I, I like that I like that idea and just in a in a um, career if I if I look at my career the way that I instigate or notice balance imbalance is by introducing novelty so trying a new thing and seeing how does that actually displace or disrupt my current day so I appreciate that I I think you know um, I don't know if it was you and I at some some season some season of this this pod i think we talked about the the um the like the idea that you achieve balance with the absence of disruption i think is faulty thinking balance says like balance is an equation so by nature that means there's things on both sides whatever the light and dark the good and the bad it can and it and scale scale and frequency can matter like you can have the one big thing on one side and a bunch of little things on the other side um but it's still that sort of balance and balance also i think works uh on averages balance as a snapshot is not accurate so even to sort of look really closely at like i think part of it really come down to is i'm in balance right now because but the right now is really important to say because to say that you're in balance all the time is not necessarily true but over the course of 30 days you might find the teeter-totter effect um and this is something i'll go back to the protect the weekend thing that i work on with the kids is that in order for my students to really think deeply about enjoying the moments when they're having fun where I go is not encouraging them to spend more time enjoying the moments where they have fun. 
I encourage them to spend more time enjoying or paying attention or being mindful to the times that they're not having fun. And they kind of look at me like, what are you talking about? I don't want to think about that stuff. I don't want to do that stuff. I said, no, but that's, that's, that is the other side of the equation. Like they don't get to be sort of Trojan horses where you've loaded up on the one side and say, you're actually doing something. You need to sort of look at the guts and see what's actually on that side of the equation. And then we try and measure it out each day so that in order to sort of discover balance, you're doing a little bit of work and a little bit of fun. And that's protecting the weekend. It's making sure that you have access to both the work and the fun each day of your life. And the Gary V, I mean, I've listened to, I've kind of gone hot and cold on Gary V. But one of the things I will say about him is that he, he just, he, he shares his world without the expectation of you living in it. Like that's really his thing. He shares the things that he's going on and never tells you, you have to exist in this world with him yet. He'll have people pushing back, telling him that he's, he could be making the wrong decisions or it's too much. Or like, why do you swear so much? Like all this kind of stuff that just is what kind of comes down to sort of tone and lifestyle policing, which I think is the wrong way to go. If you choose to listen to this guy, recognize you choose to listen to this guy. So, and the great thing is you can choose to listen and just take little bits of it. Maybe you like how he's doing, you know, his wine company. Maybe you like his media company. Maybe you like just the fact he swears all the time in front of people that you would never swear in front of. But that's the great thing about sort of looking at his stuff. I've listened to it too. And the mistake I almost made was like, oh, that's too much. Don't tell me to do that, Gary. Well, he's not. <laughs> he's just, he, he, he understands mass marketing. He understands using social media. He understands business according to the businesses he's running. And there's people that are putting that out there. So, but the balance I think is, is the work in balance. I find for myself and working with students, they don't need help, including fun things in their world or the distraction stuff where I find my students need help is being able to sort of appreciate their own agency and work through the tough stuff. Right. Can I ask you a quick one? Just cause sorry. And you, I just want to get it in and then you go where you're going to respond. Um, I was thinking a lot yesterday about the, the leaving of the school for the holiday. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about what the the elements of sort of walking out of the school yesterday. I was thinking about it because I actually had a, I had a meeting with the board psychologist right at the end of the day oh. to um, uh, to work on a plan of care for a student. Mm-hmm. And um, this meeting is, was important. I was deeply appreciative that I had, I got 30 minutes, 35 minutes talking with this incredible person that has a deep experience and an amazing empathy for help, like just a helper, a helper. Um, and sending the on the fly uh, invite, hey, I can't talk during the day. Are you down with talking at 3.15? And right away an email pops up. It's like, yeah, I'm down. Let's do this. Let's do this. And even going further, them saying, I'll sign off on the paperwork that we're talking about. I'll get it done right now. Just so it's a little bit, you have something, one less thing to sort of work on when we come back in January, because that's when we're going to have one more meeting and put this plan of care into action for a kid. So I didn't walk out of my classroom until about quarter to four, 10 to four. Now our day ends at three Oh five. So I walk out the door and the halls are empty. (laughs) Like there's nobody around, nobody and as I'm walking out the door, I have this kind of feeling like I missed an opportunity to sort of check in with people. I did with my own my own peeps. I did with the CYW that was working with me. Um, the moment before I took the meeting, I kind of looked out the door and I saw a couple of students that was like, hey, have a great holiday. I'm looking forward to see when you, you, do, you know, I was interacting in all the ways that we do. And then I close the door. I take the, the Microsoft Teams meeting. 
but it got me just thinking about you know i'm thinking about out there to our 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 colleagues out there like what what was what what was the necessary criteria that you needed before you walked out here's the underpinnings of this there were elements of it that felt like march way back in the day walking out before a holiday and we might not be walking back in there were elements of seasonality because i'm like two years now in at this school so my relationships are deeper there were elements of um the depth of the work that I'm doing, that I would sort of be, I would dare to do a, be productive at 3.15 on the last day before everyone is leaving for the, the break, that I would actually take 40 minutes more to sort of do some work for a kid. There was a lot of stuff cracking off in my head. And then of course the can't wait to get home and hang, you know, with the family that was feeding into it as well. Like just that, uh, that, that, silver bullet of the of the train like i gotta get home get in my commute get home get in the commute get home so it felt complicated it felt refreshing complicated it was it was it's slightly emotional i felt i did feel some regret that i didn't make more time to say have a fantastic holiday you know get festive somehow i did manage to connect with a few people down in the main office which i realized as i was doing it was important to me I did actually didn't realize that that was as important to me as I wanted to. And I actually saw one kid out in the parking lot walking with their parent, who I've never met their parent, but I know the kid. And the kid's like, hey, Clough, have a fantastic holiday. By the way, this is my mom. And, mm-hmm. and there was like, I was like, hey, so-and-so's mom, nice to see you. And then just can't, I got in my car and I drove home. So I'm wondering about what was your experience of leaving like? That's that's the heart of this. Your sense of leaving this year, I'm my feeling is like it's very different than in the past, or maybe it has some similar feels in the role that you're filling. Um, but I was I was curious about that for you, like what that sort of felt like um, as you were sort of closing up shop for two weeks. It's funny that you. It's funny that you mentioned this because obviously I'm not, I'm not connected to one school. So um, I don't have a particular place to, to close up shop at. So like leave from, like you don't, you don't have the space to leave from. I, I have. Okay. So it's funny. I have a couple of spaces, but they're not really, so at the board office, I have a space, but I don't use it because it's one space for two people. And me and my teaching partner agreed in a weird kind of way that we weren't going to use it because we didn't think it was cool that there was one spot for two people. Um, it's not cool. <laughs> well, it's not whatever. Cool. I mean, they're the people who set it up that way can obviously justify why they did that. Right. So to some Uh people, it makes sense to us. We kind of, we're not interested. So we kind of say, we just won't use that space. Um, So there's that space. I don't really use that space and I don't spend a lot of time at the, uh, the board office. And then I have a space at St. Don Bosco, the alternative education site which is in the funny, strangely enough, it's in the building right next to the board office. And I have, um, I have a desk there and uh, I have a space that's dedicated to me. They've given it to me. They said, this is your space. I was there. I was there Monday morning, I think. And so 
Monday morning, I, I went in to start off my morning by doing some computer work, paperwork, and talk to some of my colleagues that work out of there. So I took full advantage on Monday of saying, um, we had our Christmas party on Tuesday after school, but I said to them, Hey, okay, I'm, I'm probably not coming back here this week. So I hope to see you at the Christmas party tomorrow. If I do great. And if I don't have a Merry Christmas and I kind of, so I, I cheated, I shut down early out of that space on Monday. And then I, it's almost like the universe it helped conspire for me to shut down before Christmas break. Um, I was back at my old elementary school on Thursday morning. So on Thursday morning, um, I had an appointment to meet with my, my former principal. I still call him my principal, even though he's not my direct supervisor. My principal wanted to talk to me about a referral he's making from his school to re-engagement. And it, I will be the re-engagement teacher to work with him. So um, I said, I said, okay, he said, we need to, we need, you need to help me with the, the referral. I said, no problem. He said, okay, when do you want to, you come anytime you want this week and I'll make time. I'm like, okay. So I looked at my calendar. I'm like, Thursday, I'm going to give you Thursday morning. Um, that because I recognize you're going to be running in and out of your office because you're running a school. So it, it was perfect because I, I got there before school started and it was, I got to help. I got to help a couple of teachers who run the girls who game program with some of their tech because they needed help. Nobody was helping them. So I'm like, well, I'm going to get there before your school day starts and I need to meet with your boss. So let me help you before I can meet with him. So, I visited with some teachers in that end of the building and I helped them with some tech, just like I would normally if I were in the school working down the hall, right? Then the, one of the grade eight teachers said to me, the principal's gonna be busy at the start of the day, so can you talk to my students about the work you're doing and maybe give the grade eight some hints and tips on, on what to do or who to reach out to if they start to feel like they're going down a road of kids you're working with that are down this path and it's like lots of problems for them. I said, 100%, I can do that. So I called the office and I'm like, hey, PG, are you free? He's like, no, I'm swamped right now. I'm like, perfect, mm -hmm. I'm in the grade eight class. Because that's the other thing too, right? Like I want to make sure I'm I'm doing the best work I can do with my time. So I'm I'm in this guy's school. So I check with the office, hey, can we meet now? No. Okay. Can I stay in grade eight and do this? He's like, go nuts and then check in with me when you're done. So talk to the grade eight kids, great conversation with the kids. Go down to the office. He's busy, but the vice principal's available. So the vice principal and I had a great talk about equity and diversity. Um, she's vice principal at the school and um, we're on a committee together around equity. So I had some time to catch up with her and talk leadership and equity, which was the bomb. Then he's free. So <laughs> sit down with him and start doing the work. But, you know, every few minutes, somebody's coming to the door. They need something from the principal. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, Roland's here. Hey, Roland, how's it going? So there was a lot of like, it. I spent a morning there. Like it, it took the whole morning. But here's to answer your question. As I was moving through the hallways, 
to get from one place to the other, I made a point of stopping and talking to my colleagues and saying, hey, have a Merry Christmas. Um, it's great to see you. It's nice to be back. I hope you're well. They check in with me. And I was basically shutting down for Christmas in a familiar space. And I don't think I was doing it on purpose at the time. But now when I think about it, I was I, I positioned being at that school at the end of the week, not on the Friday. Friday is a gong show on the Thursday when it's not gong show in the morning and literally doing what I would have normally done if I was still there. So yesterday afternoon, when the end of the day came, I didn't feel weird. I felt like I already done what I needed to do. Just like my wife was doing what she needed to do at her school at the end of the day. So I did it. I was able to squeeze it in with, um, you know, like the universe had me there. The principal needed to talk about re-engagement. That's my job. I had to help him with some referral stuff. That's my job. I got to talk to students and work with students. That's my job. And in between waiting for the principal, I got to visit with people and talk to people and experience. Like, it was fantastic. And and then in the afternoon, I was at another elementary school. And I was as I was walking into the building, it was lunchtime. But I could hear kids in classrooms doing stuff with teachers. And I could feel... I could feel the Christmas break coming and it was so cool for me to, it was just so cool for me to be in the space, even though I don't, I don't belong in that space anymore. It was good for me to be in the space and to hear and smell the school and to see the things that were happening on that Thursday, because Friday, nobody wants to see me on Friday. Like they're busy, like they're hip deep with trying to, shut down the school and prepare for what could possibly happen in the new year because we've got a, a great government running this province so you never know which way they're going to turn and when they're going to do it so schools were doing more than just saying goodbye for two weeks they were saying goodbye for two weeks and preparing for if a b or c happened in the new year we are prepared we are ready and we can still function uh, without being paralyzed for a day or two so there's my answer to your question I like, I like, um, I like, I like sort of wrapping kind of on this one for the school year, like this idea. Um, I want to, ch I, 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 I'm challenged by your statement of, you know, some people maybe not wanting to meet with you, um, that there could be people that that's, that wasn't necessarily their jam because, I, my immediate response to that is like, oh, no, 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 no. There was definitely kids that would have appreciated meeting with you that didn't know that they would have appreciated meeting with you unless it kind of happened. And this comes to mind because I started to think about um, my own students as in who needed me to kind of check in with them today and I didn't get to it. Um. And I sort of was thinking about that on the drive home. Like there was a, the people that I wanted to sort of check in with. Um, but I'm starting to feel my connection to this space and to really look deeply at the, you know, we started, started the pod talking about the intergenerational friendships, right? So the kids that I'm carrying home with me over the break, this is, you know, in that super secret spot of the bag of work. I think part of the reason that we take the bag of work home 
is because in one of the side pockets, you know, the protected side pockets, we're bringing some of those kids and people home with us because we feel like they're really important to us. And we keep it by the front door because we need to sort of, we need to be reminded that they're important to us. Um, and I'm, and I'm guessing, you know, other people in Aunt Ed have brought some kids home with them over the weekend or some colleagues home, you know, over the weekend that they're keeping with them, keeping in their thoughts over the, over the holidays. So as I'm driving home, I'm thinking about that. I'm like, who should I have worked a little bit harder to like, looked to, worked a little bit harder to sort of just make some sort of a contact. And actually I did, it came up with a list of five people that just, I thought I was like, I, I should have. I should have checked in. I should have checked in. I should have figured out a way to put that back in. So those are the the five the five four kids and one adult that I um um that I carried home in my bag of work. They're in that padded, protected kind of space. So it's a backpack, but it's we you know we talked about that before the bag of work and and why we keep it, why we do it. I think one of the one of the compassionate compartments in that bag of work are the people that are we want to continue thinking about and the people that we want to keep working with and the people we want to you know keep connecting with and i'll go back to um <laughs> i'll go back to uh david mcadam one of my mentors asking me how do you know when your team's ready for you to leave it's amazing how often this conversation pops up but sort of moving away from school for the next two weeks were there people that were not ready for me to sort of be a part from their of their process um so yeah um so as we getting closer to shutting this down ramona mm -hmm. says that uh you know at the end of her day her shutdown she was making sure kids had everything did the wave goodbye to the buses yeah i I remember that everybody would come out and wave happens mm -hmm. at Christmas, March break and the last day of school, usually in my experience as an elementary school teacher, finished up, got principal to sign OT referral and fax it out. So it's in process. Oh, yeah, people like you are killing me, eh? because we were, my team was getting referrals right up until the end of the week because people are getting it off their plate, right? Like I've been waiting to make this referral to re-engagement and and it's one of these where it's like, because I had a couple of team meetings with my partners and it's, you literally ding, ding, you look at your phone, oh, we got another referral. <laughs> and the good thing about that is my principal told us this week, we had a meeting with my principal this week and she said, Monday, she said, any referrals we get this week, you're just going to leave them alone. Okay, like leave them. They're not going anywhere. We can't do anything with them this week. So don't. My principal's great. She's like, just relax. But we're getting them and we're like, oh, for, oh. and then we're getting hit hard, right? Anyway, so, but anyway, uh, Ramona's dumping this stuff off her desk, getting things in process, then also walked out. Uh, it was ghost town at 345. Now, and I appreciate this. So Ramona apologizes. Sorry, Roland, no prep this week. I get it done when I get it done. And I hear you. Mm -hmm. You You do what you need to do. I'm just saying on my end, it's like, oh, and I told my teaching partners, I'm like, we're going to get hit hard this week. They're just going to hit us because they like you, Ramona, they got other things going on, right? They got to move. They got to shake. And they're like, we're out of here on Friday. I don't want to touch this over the break. Click, send that referral to re-engagement. But hey, you know what? 
it sets me up great for the new year. I know that when I go back to work, I'm going to have, I'm, the three of us are going to have referrals to look over and start mm-hmm. picking at. So I get it. It's a thing. Ramona, you and I do stuff in our programs that make life hard for other people. Um, I think, I think though, you know, Ramona, you're doing the work. I'm doing the work to sort of have an understanding that we do get the work done when we can in the time that we have it with the resources that are, are at hand. And sometimes that is a, sometimes it's funny. Sometimes the open spot just to get this done is the last 45 minutes before you leave on a Friday. Um, This is the way, (laughs) this is the way. Um, But there are other people that are going to receive that. They're going to be like, ah, but you work it, right? You work it. And I think I I mentioned a little bit this to you yesterday, Chids, just the, um, the fact that, uh, the board psychologist was willing to take a meeting with me <laughs> at 3.15 on a Friday. It also reminded that different people work different schedules because the board psychologist said, yes, I still have three more meetings today, which in some ways I'm like, shoo, I wasn't the one keeping you behind, right? Mm-hmm. So the board psychologist, people are working in different spaces. So the fact that my end of the day is different than somebody else's end of the day kind of relieved me a little bit, a little bit, but I was deeply appreciative that... Um, I was appreciative personally that I could get that work done because it was in service to the kid Mm -hmm. um, and appreciative that the board psych, like the lead would take the time to talk to me. And I would also say they probably wouldn't necessarily have done that. um, But I've been making sure that I'm building relationships and spaces so that um, sometimes I get work from them and -hmm. sometimes I give them work. That's, that's part of our relationship Um, that and cracking a lot of jokes. Oh, and I've sent a co- I've sent a coffee card as well. So <laughs> I'm making sure that I'm nurturing this relationship in ways that are uh, personal and professional. So, <clears throat> oh, you've got a uh, uh, shit. I want to call it a thermometer, but it's not right. Yep, it is. Oh, that's my ESL kicking in thermometer. And what does it read? Thirty eight, thirty eight point zero degrees. Yep, that's normal temp, right? Mm-hmm. That's just creeping into the fever zone. What's the fever zone? I think for some people, for an oral thermometer, I think it's like 37.9. Oh, shit. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I should so. know I was a dad of two kids. You know what, though? We're out of the zone. I'm not doing that every morning or like at the at the quick. Yeah. So, yeah. Thermometer. A little bit of Aunt Ed temp. This is just a hashtag. Don't worry. Check that temp in the new year if we have to stay home. Mm-hmm. Yep. We will. Okay, bro. Hey, it was great talking to you. I don't know what sure. next week's gonna what next weekend is gonna be like. Mm-hmm. I think I need to have to talk to the family and say, hey, listen, I, I know it's Christmas morning. I want to cast. Is it possible? Or and if so, what time is it possible? Maybe we're maybe we're doing a break of dawn kind of cast. Oh, that won't work here. I'll tell you why. Oh, my kids are up. They are up and waiting for Mm. my Sarah Sarah and I to like crack one eye open. And the minute (laughs) we do that, they're like, "Get out of bed." So if I'm in here casting, they're gonna that door is gonna keep cracking open. Mama, wake up! 
yeah. it's not going to work for me. Yeah. So I, you remember back in the days, I don't know if this was you, but we had several times where, you know, Kara and I are still asleep and uh, you sort of just open your eyes and you open your eyes to this. <laughs> are you awake? Are you, are you awake? And they're just like, they're like right up in your face. They're standing there and you're and you just open your like, yeah. And they're like, yeah. And they go running out of the room. You're like, okay, time to get up. We actually set a time. Like we tell them you are not waking us up before this time. Well, see, um, we but, said that too. So they, but they wouldn't wake us up. I know they'd just be in They just nap. stand there staring at us and more. And I can't tell you how many times I would be woken up because my, my spouse would be like, because <laughs> she she opens her eyes and the kids are right there staring at her, right? So that happened to us last week. It was mm -hmm. like one evening, and Sarah and I were both done. So we went to bed, and I think one of them was right up in her face around eleven p.m. And for some reason, she opened her eyes and she shrieked. And then I woke up and I look over and my oldest is there. And she's like, what are you doing? And he's like, I just needed to talk to you about something. She's like, it's 11 o'clock. Uh, Ramona, you too. If Ramona says, still. stay healthy and safe. Have a wonderful holiday. Same to you, Ramona. Same to mm -hmm. you, Clough. Same to all Thank you. our millions and millions of Carlos, listeners. Carlos out Carlos. there, bro. C-Rock. doing well. Yeah, so if we're not on next week, happy holidays to everybody and a Merry yeah, Christmas sure. to those who celebrate. I'm hoping we can pull it off. We can have a Christmas miracle episode. That's what I'm going to call it. I know not everybody celebrates Christmas, but for me, it would be a Christmas miracle episode. Mm -hmm. um, so we'll see how that goes. It's funny because I think you will be having Christmas at your house, even though you may not um, um, subscribe to like the faith component that's fine i on the other hand have that whole package going on so and this was season five episode 12 of the decoded podcast which one day might be changed to the recoded podcast yeah. we'll have to wait and see. Dre, Dre coded. Dre Dre coded. Dre coded. okay peace bro peace man take care